hashtag never alone with Joe and Mark. Curse it. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hi everyone and welcome to Hashtag Never Alone episode six. Um, I am your lived experience host, Joe Ambridge. And I'm psychotherapist and relationship counsellor and Joe's co-host, Mark Fielding. Yeah, I'd like to welcome Mark back. <laughs> Thought she wasn't here last Thank week. Thank you. Um, good to be back yeah um today's topic is healing and we are joined by uh, a guest who will be discussing about healing and how it can help your mental health and set you on your road to recovery um and also she'll be chatting a little bit about her book um yeah mark how, how have you been and everything is it good to have you back yeah i've been good thank you yeah i've just been just been incredibly busy so yeah apologies to miss the um, missed the episode last week it was a really interesting episode I, I listened to it afterwards but uh it's really good to be back yeah yeah we've just started doing the production on the book as well which is quite mm. exciting um and hopefully once uh the samples have come from might have potential sponsorship deal coming up soon we're just waiting for the samples to arrive um and then that could get underway hopefully in the next few episodes anyway yeah, yeah. we have to merge have to yeah. add the merchandising as well, don't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, just, uh, I mentioned that a lot. So we have actually got, if you go on Redbubble and search hashtag never alone, um, we do have some merchandise up there, which you can order. We've got um, mugs and phone cases and stuff like that on there. Um, the link is on our Facebook page. Um, and, yeah, we'll just get underway with the episode and introduce our guest. Um, Amrita, nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Joe and Mark. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in regards to mental health. Sure. So I am a transformational alignment coach and I'm also an author for the book In Essence, which just published recently. I got into the healing um, journey myself about 12 years back. So I transitioned from corporate law to um, learning all kinds of different healing modalities after my brother lost his eyesight. And that took me, you know, spiraling down, up, down um, to different types of um, just trying to find the meaning to life, trying to help him heal, learning um, different types of, uh, I would say, modalities like hypnotherapy, healing, Reiki, counseling um and that was it that was the start of my journey and from there transitioning into then um from from corporate law to then seeing clients different types of clients with different types of issues so it has been about i would say about 10 years now a decade of um helping others sure i mean just to pick up on on your brother goodness me well i mean as much as you're happy to talk about what a, what a massive life event for him and you know for, for his family and then that was the catalyst yeah. really for you to kind of really it launch was. yourself into healing, really. That was, it was like a wake up call, you know, because you don't expect things like that to happen. And he was um, happy, uh, I would say quite happy in his life and he had methanol poisoning. So it was something that was totally unexpected. And in 48 hours, he lost his eyesight. So that was it. He lost his eyesight, meaning his law, he lost everything. And it was a really hard journey for him, his family, um, myself included, his um, you know, my parents as well. So it was it was life-changing. Yes, it was traumatizing. Mm. Um, yeah, but it it was a wake-up call. Yeah. Definitely catalyst for change. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and really spurred you into enormous change. I mean, in, in the direction of your own life, you know, from, from law, from corporate law into lots and lots of different healing modalities. It, it really did, especially the first two years, because um, this would be something you wouldn't expect, right? And it's um, a family member that you love, um, that you grew up with. And to see someone just lose their eyesight, it's, it's like he's lost his life because he's a totally different person. Yeah. And um, it, it did take him, you know, spiraling down. Um, he tried to commit suicide twice. So it was really hard. And yes, it was a wake up call because you take life for granted sometimes. And when that happened, it sort of, you know, woke me up and, you know, what am I doing? Am I really happy in my life? And then trying to help him heal, you realize that, um, you know, healing isn't that easy. And and then what is healing? You know, how, how do you heal? How do you overcome something that you can't? And that really is where healing comes in. And so for me, it did, it, it was a wake up call because you, you know, some things can be healed, some can't, but the truth is we don't actually heal. We just, we just have to embrace and we have to, we have to rise above our challenges. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Did you want to come in, Joe? Yeah. Um, and what sort of clients do you help with um, when you, with your coaching? So I see all kinds of clients, to be honest, with all kinds of problems. Um, most of the time, yeah, honestly, it's, it's, all kinds of people, you know, most, most clients who have tried um, different modalities and they just can't find a way through. So they come to see me and with the modality that I use, it's coaching them um, along with meditative hypno healing. That's what I call it. So I combine meditation and hypnosis together. So that's, that's um, the therapy that we do, that I do on them, but the coaching itself is where, which is, which is really, um, I would say the core of, of the healing. So, yeah, I mean, I have to I have to say, I really love the combination of the coaching and the meditation and the hypnosis. And goodness me, that must be such yeah. a powerful precursor to change. And could you tell me a little bit mm. more about about the method, about the kind of the the how yeah. it works in the therapy session, the meditation sure. and the hypnosis? Yeah. Yeah. So how it works for me and and how I work my clients is, you know, if you want to heal. I feel like there are three pillars to healing and that would be, um, you know, healing happens through time, through perception, the way you see things and life force energy. So depending on how or the actions that you take, um, that leads to the healing journey. So with time, you know, time heals, but it depends on the action that you take. So how, how soon, how fast. Um, and then perception, which is, shifting the way you see your challenges how do you overcome it um you know most people when they come to see me they come or you know anyone for example if you if, when you go through something that's traumatizing or that's painful what you want to do is you you want to overcome it that's the first step you know most people want to overcome it so when they come see me it's like i can't face this i want to overcome it but then how do you overcome it you can't just overcome it without closure so i say then you know, that's where the perception comes in. How do you deal with it? The actions that you need to take. So the first step would be you need to actually go through closure. Um, you know, so if I were to look at my experiences with my brother, I didn't go through the closure. So closure meaning you need to you need to be able to accept, you need to acknowledge what has happened. As painful as it is, you can't run away. So the first step isn't no. to, you know, overcome to run. It's really 
experiencing the pain, acknowledging it, grieving, mourning, understanding, making sense, although it can't make sense, but to really go through the emotion, then you can give it closure. And once you give it closure, then you're ready to sort of rise above that. Because once you've given, once you've gone through it, you've experienced it, you've accepted it and you've given it closure, then it no longer becomes a baggage. Instead of, you know, most people wanting to just, I just want to, I want, I don't want to deal with this. I want to overcome it. And then yeah. you move on to something else. What happens there is that experience becomes a baggage and you carry that with you along your journey. And then you have different experiences and it just keeps piling on and you become like a volcano just waiting to erupt, you know, filled with anxiety and depression. And then you are affected by everything, every, every moon cycle, you know, it's something stirred within you. You're triggered by every single thing that happens in life. So, but once you can give that closure, then this experience can become your, I see it like, you know, whether you call it your scar, it, it becomes your, your gift. It becomes your, your trophy. Yeah. So you're no longer the victim to your experience. Instead, you become a warrior. And you take that experience on board as, you know, you embody it. So it's no longer a baggage. It becomes your strength. And when it becomes your strength, then, okay, this is my strength. Now I can rise above it. Then you can come up with a plan. How do I rise above this? So rising above that then is accepting that, what is it that I can change? What is it that I can't change? So if I can't change that, I have to accept this. I have to accept the change, the challenge, the limitations, whatever, whether it's physical or otherwise, I have to accept that. And if I can't change it, I have to accept it. And how can I make the best out of my life despite the circumstances, despite the limitations? And then taking the action every day to rise above that. And then the next step that we put in is the uh, meditative hypno healing. So that's basically a combination of meditation and hypnosis. So this is where life force energy comes in because life force energy is something that is, um, you know, it's, it's accessible to everybody, but not everybody uses it, right? So it's basically working with that infinite supply of energy, the universe, universal energy, to bring that into you and to help yourself heal, which is really powerful. It's miraculous. And we, it can easily be done through meditation, you know, just sitting in silence, going in, meditating the right way, connecting, bringing that in. Because what life force energy does is it shifts your energy. It shifts blockages within the energy body. It helps us to release, um, I would say, negative emotions, which are energy that is suppressed within us. So true meditation, that helps, that clears. And the other thing that happens is um, through the meditative hypno um, healing session or just through, you know, clients who just want to meditate on their own is the activation of their prefrontal lobe, which helps with um, interrupting the primitive brain, you know, which sends out stress signals and hormones. So when you do that, you have more clarity, you know, the next step that you want to take moving forward. Um, it just makes it easier to accept the circumstances, accept your situation, um, to come up with the next plan, give, giving, helping you to be more grounded, more present as well, which is really key towards, you know, moving, moving along. Because honestly, healing is lifelong. You know, when we go through an experience, we can't, it, it's, you know, we, we're human beings, we're not robots or computers, it cannot be deleted. However, it can be reduced and it can be transformed so through life force energy through shifting the subconscious through um meditative hypnosis for example you shift 
the the you shift your 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 mindset you release the negative imprints that are within your subconscious mind and you make that your strength so you release all that and you it's it's all it's really about seeing the experience differently so that's where perception comes in yeah i mean i'm really just from from, from what you said there i'm really i'm really getting a sense of all the different modalities I mean, goodness me, what a, what, what, a, what a powerful method. I mean, you're bringing in so much. You're, I mean, I'm getting a sense for the Reiki. I'm getting a set. I, I know yeah. you do ACT, which for, for our listeners, acceptance and commitment yeah. therapy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, you know, the acceptance piece, I mean, I'm really resonating yeah. with that because, I mean, people go through such terrible traumas, but I guess accepting yeah. what's happened and using yeah. that as a foundation for change, I think it, it yeah. is powerful um definitely yeah. yeah i mean goodness me. because I mean, accepting yeah. it's yeah it, it's yeah. it's so hard most people do, just don't want to accept you know yeah because we live in a world where people just want to be happy all the time that's that's where we've come to but that's not possible because we're human beings and we are bound to go through different experiences and you know accepting mm-hmm. that this experience is personal to me it's my journey that's the first step as well and it and it's okay to be sad it's okay to experience this and it's okay to embrace this as part of my life and my journey to be proud of it as mm. well that's that's really important and i think that's where the change needs to come in instead of you know just just heal and just evolve or just move past your your problems or, or numb yourself mm. yeah yeah, I mean, the numbing is often the coping strategy for trauma, isn't it? I mean, which is understandable. People just kind of numb out. But some something yeah. about that, you know, I mean, it's like a therapy, as I'm sure you know. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot of reframing, you know, reframing things that have happened because I guess there are yeah. often multiple short stories that, you mm-hmm. know, because I guess we create our own lives through the narrative we, you know, we we create about it. So for any experience, good, bad or neutral, yeah. you know, I mean, the the meaning we take from it is created by our own framing, isn't it? So I guess this is partly what you're saying too, isn't it? The framing is really important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Reframing, um, framing the way we see our experience, you know, the way we, we, yeah, the way we name it, naming it's really important as well. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely find with mental health, people like to hold on to things and not let them go or move past it. Because I think a lot of people see mental health as a weakness or, happiness or stuff especially in men you see stuff like that yeah. as a weakness that's why they don't want to handle it and then it just builds yeah, up that, that i'm definitely guilty of letting things build up even though i know that mental health is part of life i let the things build yeah. up because i didn't want to admit there was something wrong and then when i eventually just kind of just like you said blew like a volcano and everything just came all motions came in rushing in in one go and it's yeah. so, it's not a nice feeling it's fair yeah, to deal definitely. with it and kind of just accept that this is something there that is maybe affecting you more than you want to admit. And I yeah. think a really common pattern, yeah. I mean, and this is in no way gender specific, but I have to say, you know, men do this for, you know, it's a whole nother conversation, but men internalize a lot, don't they? And, um, you know, people can internalize, I mean, and I'm sure you see this, people can internalize for years, can't they? It's generally strong people that do this until mm. one day they wake up and they can't do that anymore yeah oh yeah that's when the problems begin isn't it i mean i I wanted to ask a little bit about the mindfulness and present moment awareness i mean this is something Mm -hmm. you just just touched on could you tell us a little bit around or just just whatever you know whatever comes to mind really yeah well the thing is you know the first step 
towards acknowledging and accepting is is being present because if you can't be present and grounded in your body then it's hard to acknowledge this is happening you know so most people are in their mind in their, in their thoughts that you know takes them everywhere else and these thoughts create um emotions you know so for example yes a lot of uh, male clients that I see do find it really hard to open up and express and they're holding on to a lot, they, you know, bottle it all inside and they have all these thoughts that are playing in the background. And um, what happens is they're not present in their body. So when these thoughts come in, they create these emotions and then they can't um, regulate their emotions and they react in a certain way, you know, causing a certain outcome. So your, your, your thoughts create your emotions that cause you to act in a way that causes you to create your life. Right. So, yeah. But when you can be present, then what, what's happening is you can then pay attention to what's happening. You know, you can pay attention to this is how I'm feeling. These are the thoughts that I'm that I'm having and it's okay. And then you can take action towards what can I do about these thoughts? You know, but if you're not, if you're in the thoughts and the thoughts are controlling you, then it's really hard to take control. So the, the key is to be present, to practice simple mindfulness skills every day it does take practice because if you've been conditioned your entire life to, you know, live on um, the automa uh, uh, autopilot, for example, then that's just how you are and that's how you've been programmed. So now you've got to get out of that programming. I call it the borrowed mind. You've got to, you've got to get out of your borrowed mind and you've got to start living through your inner essence. And that's what my book's about, the inner essence. So it's really about reconnecting, realigning to your truth in there grounding yourself within your body, being present through simple mindfulness action every day. It can be as simple as breathing, re just coming back when you're driving, focusing on I'm actually driving. You know, when you're cooking, I'm I'm cooking. I'm me focusing, um, observing. So the observing self, observing myself, cooking. So I'm present here. So what you're doing there is you're training your mind. Or, yeah, you train your mind to take charge. You train yourself to take charge of your thoughts. So the thoughts are no longer taking control. And then you come back to your body. The more you do that, which again, it's not going to happen overnight or you know in a week or a month, but yes, as you keep doing it, um, maybe over two months, three months, you start to take control. So you are no longer being controlled by the borrowed mind that is that has been controlling you your whole life. And the borrowed mind is what? It's it's perception of other people's projections, life, you know, it, you, your parents society all that's the borrowed mind but when you take charge you are in the present moment and you can decide for yourself who do I want to be so then the thoughts don't have to take over you can decide yes I have these thoughts and they're really hard they're really difficult and they are you know causing me all these emotions however I have a choice who do I want to be despite these really difficult thoughts so for me for example as a mom if I let my thoughts take over I, I, I can't be a good mom to my kids you know I won't be able to to perform the duties as a mother so I have to let that, those thoughts go by coming back being the present mind knowing that these thoughts are there and it's okay because they are difficult thoughts especially if I'm going through a hard time so you know I can I can still have those thoughts and they're there but they're not going to control me I'm still here grounded who do I choose to be and how do I choose to behave how do I choose to speak to my kids which took me a long time to change because I grew up in a very restrictive environment. So the borrowed mind would have me being, you know, a very controlling mom. So coming out of that was really difficult, but I had to take action, which was being present, 
taking the action every day to change the way I behave, to change the way I speak to my kids to be present. So I would say the key really is being mindful, being being present, taking charge, because then you're in control. And that's really the first step. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you know, I mean, I use a lot of mindfulness in my practice. I mean, I, I resonate with absolutely everything you say. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think taking control of your mind is key to change. Yeah, yeah and, and it's, you know, it's often, I mean, it's like a critical mass thing. I mean, I just look at my own life. I mean, I have a meditation I practice. I use everyday mindfulness. It doesn't happen immediately. But I think yeah. if you if you employ everyday mindfulness, and that can be with meditation, that can be just, you know, with other kind of yeah. techniques. I think you, you reach a critical mass point when all of a sudden, you, it's almost like you create a, a, another layer of consciousness above yeah. the above the you know the the monkey mind i mean just to put, put yeah. it for this mm-hmm. and then you can take control Definitely. you know i mean just as you say you say choice a lot and then you can choose you know you can have a look at what your mind's doing and mm-hmm. the mind's probably doing all sorts of things and these messages are coming from society and parents and but, yeah. but because you're because you're watching you can just then choose what you're going to do and, and also i think yeah. the present moment focus you talk about i mean it's so true it doesn't have to be a really onerous activity you just need to be here now doesn't matter yeah. what you're doing you just need That's to train true. your mind to be here now you know cooking driving yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean such a powerful precursor to change yeah really yeah. really interesting and then you use it in your own life obviously you know so i guess this yeah. is why it's so helpful for your clients because this is lived experience yeah. for you because i feel it's such a big difference it, it made such a big difference to me that small little you know element of just being present and and, and taking charge and deciding you know, I'm really upset about this, but how do I choose to be, you know? So that makes a big difference. So am I going to allow that to take me in? Am I going to sit there and, you know, reminisce about the past? Am I going to sit and cry and, you know, let my kids suffer? Or am I going to put that aside, deal with that later, handle this first, and then come back and think about why these thoughts came in? Because the thoughts are there for a reason and why the emotions being stirred, how can I deal with them later? Yeah. I mean, often the mind is trying to, you know, I mean, often I think this is not always the case, but often the mind is just trying to help, isn't it? The mind is trying to create this thinking, yeah. often circular thinking, you know, the mind thinks it's helping by doing that. But, you know, but most yeah. times it's not helping, you know, it's just yeah. creating circular thinking that overwhelms people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think yeah. the more the more we practice mindfulness, the more in control we are, then the more we can decide on what thoughts we allow in, what thoughts we, you know, we let out mm. by taking charge, by by especially shifting our perception of, of those thoughts itself or the experiences instead yeah. of, you know, letting them control us because they, they can control us if if we're looking at them from the old mind, but the, through the new mind, we're seeing them through a whole new perspective and we say, mm. you know what, it does not actually have to be a bad thing. And that experience that I've gone through that was really traumatizing I'm no longer a victim of it. So I'm now, you know, the master of it. So it's actually an award in, in me. It's part of me. And it, and I can carry that with pride instead of, you know, crying and, you know, thinking about it and, and allowing that to take me down. So that's why I would say, if you can be present and you can have closure, and that's the first step towards healing, then you can overcome your, your experience because you've given it closure, you've dealt with it, and now you're ready to rise above it. Mm. And just tell us a little bit about your book as well. I'd love to hear what it's about and what sort of content is in it. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's my book. In essence, it's it's a really small, simple book. Um, most of my clients have read it in within a week. It's meant to be, you know, my my idea behind this was um to be able to help my clients, you know, 
to give them something that's simple, practical to the point. So that's what this book um, aims to do. And I think it is doing that. It's basically a self-help tool, which does cover um, overcoming your challenges. It is about uh, um, uh, implementing mindfulness, meditation, why meditation is important, how to meditate the right way, and how to take simple actions by focusing on your values. Yeah. That's awesome. uh, if, if people yeah. want to buy the book, how, how, how do they get hold of it? Uh, currently, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's on my website. So yeah, Amazon, yeah, just well, got to go to your marketplace to get it at the uh, right price. Yeah, we'll share it on our social media pages and with our listeners. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and, I'm sure you also, our, a lot of our listeners will find it beneficial. And, and yeah, I'm sure they of, would. Yeah, I'm kind of segueing off a little bit. I mean, but you you talk about kind of powerful breakthroughs, break breakthroughs. Now, I know this is not the case with with all clients. You know, change can be in the present moment, you know, but change can, well, change is always, I guess, arguably in the present moment, but change can take a while, can't it? Or change can happen really, really quickly. You know, you talk about powerful breakthroughs and obviously I don't need, you know, I don't, I'm encouraging you to break client confidentiality, but I'm just wondering whether you could tell us a little bit about your experience with some clients where there has been a powerful breakthrough because I can see with your method, it really facilitates that kind of thing happening, doesn't it? I would imagine. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, with some clients, yeah, I would say that it is different for for every client, right? Mm. Um, the breakthroughs have happened for different clients at different stages. Mm. There are some that go through a breakthrough just by a shift in the perception. Again, I always say that it depends on you know timing as well. So whether the client's ready, so. Most people who come to see me so far, they've been ready, but there are some who are not. And I would usually be honest with them that, you know, you you need to you need to um, grieve, like especially if they've just gone through something that's yeah. um, traumatizing or death or some, you know, somebody or um, I've had clients that have been abused as well. And and so then you need you need that time to grieve first. So, you you know, no matter how much I talk or no, mat no matter how much work we do on them, the timing just isn't right and so you have to give yourself that time to grieve to go through the experience to then be ready to heal because you can't heal until you've you've gone through that and as i said closure as well but there are some who have come in and they've tried um different modalities different um types of uh, you know ways to to help themselves especially um for example i have i had a client that was um sexually abused as a child and and it took her a long time to, to accept that. But coming into that place of acceptance was the first thing that she had to do to accept what has happened because it was affecting her body. It was not only her mind, but her body, physical health as well. And this was a very interesting, um, you know, I would say a case that it was, I would almost see like a miracle because she had a lot of... Um, uh, physical healing as well through you know she didn't come in to heal herself physically but she did mm -hmm. heal physically and that's because she was willing to do the work and the work can be confronting it's it's really not comfortable for most yeah. people to go back and deal with you know what's happened in the past but yeah. 
And I, I always say you don't have to go back and deal with what's happened in the past because you, you know, the mind is such you, if you keep thinking about something that's happened in the past, then you're going to relive that. Yeah. But if you haven't given it closure, then you have to end that first. So which means looking into what has happened, why did it happen? And were you, you know, you, you it's, it's, it's almost like you need to forgive yourself. You're not responsible for it. And then forgiving yourself, having self-compassion and love and saying then that this has happened and, and it's okay. It's part of me accepting it. When she did that, there was a big shift in her. It, it's like she felt um, like she was, She it's it's almost like a rebirth. You know, she, yeah. she sort of overcomes something really big that she was holding on to forever. And that was affecting her, you know, when we look at the spiritually, the, the chakras, her, her sacral especially mm -hmm. and the heart chakra. But she was having a lot of um, issues with her stomach area, physical health issues. And um, what we did was then go through, we, we did the meditative, she, she would do the meditative um, sessions at home, which is meditation. She did that. She would do her journaling. She committed to three months of actually doing the work. After one month, there was a big change. And with the meditative hypno um, healing sessions, it was quite powerful, um, you know, it, it is it is a combination with Reiki as well, yes. So mm -hmm. life force energy flowing through, you know, releasing blockages. Again, what I tell my clients is it's not it's not um, like a magic wand that you know it's going to fix you, but what it does it it does help you clear negative energy that's around you, and so that brings you clarity. However, once that's done, you know, it's like you take a shower. Once you take a shower, you're clean, so you feel really good. You have clarity, and then you keep going. However, if you go back into the dirt, into the mud, then you're gonna get dirt on you all over again. So once you've done that, if you go back into your, you know, negative thoughts or into life, which is normal, right? You're gonna keep absorbing what's there, which is part and parcel of life. Yeah. So that's why you gotta meditate every night, you know, or every day. Every, at least once a day so you can clear whatever you've taken on and the more you do it the more you keep clearing those negative energies that are within you and then within your mind as well working with your mind then so what you're doing is you're working with your mind with your emotions and with your energy body so then that's life force energy and as she did that over a period of three months she completely came out of it and she also physically healed so she no longer had the ulcers that she had in her stomach, it was it was almost like it had miraculously disappeared. So, you know, and there are many others um, that I could share, you know, but again, I, I believe that it's, you know, I'm very cautious about, I you know, not giving too much hope to everybody, but if you can do the work, then there is hope, you know, but you must be willing to do, to do the work. Yeah, every journey is personal to the, that person and it's all about how they their choice and whether they yeah. want to take that journey in the right direction to get better and everyone yeah. said like I've obviously been through my own experience of mental health I know people that have yeah. just started admitting there's something up and that they're having issues with mental health and I think some obviously a lot of people expect results straight away and then when they don't have those results they give up straight away the same with medication yeah. you're not going to get you might have some side side effects and feel a tiny bit better yeah. on that medication but yeah. it's work and you need to put that work in yourself to get in the right direction to get on that journey and yeah. 
hill, as you say, like I I yeah. I've had a, like a few hiccups like along the way from my journey when I finally like got diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I had a few hiccups along the way, mm -hmm. but even when I got in a better position and felt better. But now yeah. like I, I realize myself worth and there was people that were in my life that I've cut out of my life because I've known that they were affecting me from getting in the right direction mm -hmm. to feel be better. And I'm in a yeah. better place now. I mean, I've had a few rough weeks lately because we've lost lost my family member last a few months ago, or like two months ago. And then we lost yeah. one of our family dogs as well. So it's been quite a rough time lately. But I think like I noticed when there's something up now before, and whereas before I probably would have just it would have just buried deep down inside and I just kind of got on with things and then not dealt with it. Yeah. It's like right. I've learned from my own journey that you should deal with things instead of pushing to one side because it will build up. Yeah. And I never yeah, want to be in that place again where it builds up and then it just goes it's like a volcano yeah oh, yeah i mean yeah. You, you i mean you, you you have been on a real inner journey joe haven't you yeah i mean you've done a lot of work on yourself over the years to, to, to kind of bring yourself to where you are now yeah 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 that's that's really good because yeah you know you're right i mean you have to you have to commit to to the journey and it can be it can be overwhelming you know especially like i see clients and after two weeks they want to give up when it gets really hard and yeah. um you know because it, it can get hard it's it's yeah. really challenging and it's it's dealing with with you know circumstances that we don't want to deal with difficult thoughts and emotions and you know the, we, we wish we we did have a magic wand and we just you know make it disappear but unfortunately that is the journey of life and i say you know life is a healing journey and the healing journey is forever until we take our last breath so the work has to be done yeah and as we do the work we you know, we evolve, we become better and we rise above. And then the circumstances becomes our gift because the way we see things becomes so different and we become, a, a, it's almost like unbreakable. You know, it's like no matter what life throws at you, you just, you're just so strong, you're there. And you'd say, you know, you can bring it on because I have gone through so much that I'm unbreakable now. And and yes, we go through so much because that is also life. You know, life isn't linear. It's, it's, it's you know, you've got to go to go up. You've got to go down to go up. You've yeah. got to go down. So as you go, every time you go down, you go through something that's difficult. And if you, and if you stay there or you carry that with you, what it, what it does, it, it does actually suppress within the body, within the energy. Mm -hmm. And so then the next experience adds on to that. And that's why, you know, most people have anxiety because they yeah. just, they haven't dealt with it. But it's good that you've dealt with it. And the more yeah. you, and, and, that's, and that's the other thing, we can't actually deal with everything. And that's something that we've got to accept as well. You know, even in my case, um, you know, even though I'm doing coaching, there are times where things are hard. And sometimes you might not even know why it's hard or why do I feel what I'm feeling? And, and you've got to just sit with it and say, it's okay. Today is a day that I'm going to feel down. And I, and I give myself permission to feel this way today. Yeah. Or I give myself permission this one hour to go through these emotions, to cry. And I always say there's power. There's, there is so much of power in crying because it's a way of yeah. surrendering to the universe. When you surrender, the universe comes in. You can, you can step in because you, you know, surrender, you open up. Yeah. And so crying and letting out, it's who we are as, as human beings. We need to embrace those emotions as well. And when we do that, we then, you know, let it all out. And then, okay, we're ready now. I've done, I've dealt with that. Now I can, you know, move on and, and still be who I want to be, despite that, who do I want to be? Because I believe that we always have a choice there. Yeah. 
it's really about taking back control you know no matter what's happening i and and that's the perception bit i'm a human being i will go through this i will have pain and that is normal see that we have to make it normal it's yeah. normal to grieve it's normal to have experiences because it's not only me it's not only you it's the entire world everyone is going through something so when we when we can see it in that way then we know i'm normal this is this is really norm it's okay however do i choose to be a victim of it or do i choose to be a master of it yeah there's no no weakness in emotions it's like having emotions like no. yeah it's all about acknowledging your feelings and then you can handle you can deal with them yourself like yeah it's common for a lot of people that they see emotion as a weakness yeah. and i'm i'm writing a script at the moment for a mental health film that i'm mm -hmm. like a feature film and it's about this guy who's like really popular and he's got mental health issues and he doesn't want to accept that he's got mental health issues and the more he doesn't deal with it the worse it gets um right and that's all kind of trying to prove the point that if you don't deal with you don't deal with stuff and don't accept that you have emotions and it's okay to have weaknesses and stuff that yeah you're gonna get worse before you get better that's and, right. Yeah. And can I say, I mean, I, I'm kind of filtering some of some of some of what you're saying through kind of a Buddhist psychology lens. And and I guess what you're saying about, you know, accepting. Yeah, I mean, we all, you know, I mean, we, we, we're all human beings. Sometimes we wake up, we have a bad day. right? You know, sometimes we have a really yeah. bad day, you know, or a bad experience. And that is part of life. And then arguably, you know, that is where the growth, the potential for growth is, isn't it? Through the difficult experiences. But, you know, Buddhist psychology, they talk about the dart. So you have the experience and then the second dart comes in. And the second dart is the mind saying, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like that. Why am I feeling depressed? You know, I must be something wrong with me. I'm about, and this is what you're saying. You sit with the experience. I think you sit mm. with the experience. Yeah. And, and that is healing rather than layering it with judgment and allowing the mind to go to town and kind of making yeah. you feel, you know, even worse. You just sit with it and you allow it to work through and then yeah. you move on to the next thing. Is, it, is that, is that yeah. kind of what you're, yeah, yeah, saying. definitely. Yeah. yeah, because because you know sometimes we just don't understand why we're having those those emotions. You know, why why mm. are we feeling that way? Obviously, it's come from somewhere. It's a thought, right? So every emotion yeah. has been created by a thought. So why are these thoughts here? Why you know how, how is it controlling me? You know, mm. why am I having these thoughts? Or why how why am I what am I feeling with regards to these thoughts? So sitting mm. in it, feeling in it. And being okay with it—that's that's really important as well. Yeah. And, and I just—I know we're running out of time, but just something I really wanted to ask you because I get—I yeah. get with with your method, you you enable people to work through trauma, to work to work through things that have been difficult in their life. You know, to clean their psychic systems, their spiritual systems, their their chak chakras. But but then your your system offers them the opportunity to work on developing higher. Um, uh, what, what what's the word kind of higher levels of consciousness yeah so you, mm -hmm. i mean that is really interesting so so you offer them that as well that once they're healed you know with the meditation with the hypnosis with the reiki with lots of the methods you actually offer them then the opportunity to develop higher states of consciousness in in terms of their mm -hmm. you know their overall development um i would say i offer them like as a service because no. That happens naturally, right? So what okay. is, you know, what what is higher states of consciousness, right? It's basically um, seeing things through the soul, right? Seeing things through your to your higher self, 
through your inner being. So that's basically moving away from, you know, whether you call it the monkey mind, the borrowed mind. Mm-hmm. When you move away from that, then you're stepping into a higher state because you're no mm-hmm. longer operating from this lower conscious state, right? And when you step into this state, what happens is, and this only happens, this can only happen, in fact, is through life, through experiences. When you go through something that's traumatizing and painful and you rise above it, the moment you rise above it, you've gone through it, you've decided, I'm going to rise above it. And you do the work that's necessary. What happens is you start to see life differently. You're no longer attached. When you start to detach, that is a higher way of seeing things. That is higher conscious states. Because as we evolve through life, what we're doing is we're meant to, I, I see it as, you know, embodying your truth. You know, so for me, it's not about becoming your best self or finding your best self because you are your best self and your soul that's connected to the infinite intelligence of the universe, to the divine. And that is the best self. And what you're meant to do is to embody that. So your life's meant to help you embody your truth, who you are. However, that's really hard when you have all this, you know, mask that you're putting on or the, the mind that's operating through the monkey mind. So the, the key here really is about as you rise above your challenges, you then come here to this place where you then are ready to see things differently. And meditation helps with that. Mm-hmm. Whether you do the hypno meditation or just meditate, in fact, just meditating every day because that's available to everybody. All you need to do is sit down, meditate once a day, you know, 25, 30 minutes. It does something to you. What it does is it activates your prefrontal lobe. You know, that's the key to your to your soul, to to seeing things differently, to clarity, you know, scientifically it's been proven as well. So when you meditate, this activates, what happens is you start to see things differently and that makes everything effortless. It's like you just know the next step, you know what to do, you know what to say, you, you know, some some people experience, um, you know, difference, you know, what do you call it? Um, no, I wouldn't say coincidence, but synchronous synchronicities in yeah. life things that just keep happening you think it it happens you think of someone they call you you know that's because your energy is heightened your intuition is heightened as well so you have clarity so this are all for me this is all part these are all part of the higher conscious states and when you're yeah. living in that higher conscious state what happens is you are different from others you know in you and you and you can sometimes it can be hard it can be challenging because Others might not get you, but you will meet those that are on that part, you know, and they will get you because they're seeing things, they're seeing life from that perspective as well. So really it is about, you know, moving away from the borrowed mind, coming into your higher state, the way that you see life and seeing it from a place that's not attached to anything. And so your experiences as well. So eventually what happens is as you evolve from one to step to the other, to the other, the experiences that you've had no longer matter to you like you just evolve from it like it just becomes part of the journey you know because you know that you're not going to take that with you however you take your evolution the evolution of yourself you know embodying your truth which is your soul which is actual divine in essence wow yeah i mean that's really inspired that's really inspiring sorry jay also no yeah i was just going to say um I wish, I wish I had more time to talk, but yeah, I was just going to say, what, what's yeah. your favourite coping strategy? Sorry? What, what's your favourite coping strategy? 
my favorite coping strategy for, for me itself. Yeah. My favorite coping strategy, um, I for me, it's meditation, really. It is. Because when I'm stuck and I meditate, even if it was 10 minutes, right, I, I just get this clarity and I can't even explain it. Sometimes I have questions, um, you know, even when I was writing the book, I feel like when I was stuck, I would just meditate for 10 minutes and I get the answers. Um, you know, when I'm not sure how to deal with a certain client, same thing, I meditate. If I am having a tough time with my kids, who are teenagers now, I meditate and then I have this calmness and I just know how to handle them. So um, for me, it's, it's, it is really that. And I do have a really good set of um, friends as well. You know, I call them my tribe and I do reach out to friends, um, talks. So I always say, I believe that you we, we should reach out, you know, to people that you can trust um, to express yourself, you know, keeping it all in there and provided these are people that you trust. Yeah. Thank, thank you for joining us today. It's been nice to have you on and um, a pleasure. Thank um, you. It was a pleasure. We'll, we'll share all your links. Yeah. After you send all like links through to me, I'll share them on our social medias when I post it. Sure. Um, and I want to say thank you to Mark for helping co-host. It's been good to have you back. Um, and, nice to be back. And thank you to yeah, our Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, if anyone's been affected, I meant to say this in the last episode, I keep forgetting to add it on, but if anyone's been affected um by anything that's been discussed in today's episode um we have got the links and stuff for all the different countries for your helplines and the right appropriate people to contact if you need someone to talk to um yeah stay tuned for next episode thank you everyone yeah nice to meet thank you, you. thanks for coming nice on. to meet you too mark and joe thank, thank you bye-bye